0: Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey, and good evening everyone, and welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. I'm very glad that you have joined us once again this evening for our weekly Travel Tips broadcast. Again, if you're joining us for the first time, Uh, And if you've never uh, hopped on to Travel Tips Tuesday before, please uh, know that this is a show primarily about travel to the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, We also talk about cruising. We talk about travel to all-inclusives. We talk about uh, a number of different experiences, but again, we focus mostly uh, on Disney. And tonight, it is December the 17th, 2019. And we're going to talk about special events at Walt Disney World, primarily some of the special seasonal events that you will see around property um, in the holidays, but also beyond. Uh, we have spent a couple of episodes talking about activities at Walt Disney World during the holidays. And, uh, you know, so we're not going to spend too much time on that tonight because it's going on right now, um, but we will hit on that in a little bit. Um, in tonight's episode, if you do have a special event that you absolutely love um, going to participating in at any Disney destination, does not have to be Walt Disney World. could be Disney Cruise Line, could be Disneyland, could be one of the international Disney resorts that are around the world. Uh, if there's something that you absolutely love doing, I would love to know about it. Please let us know about it. Let us know what your favorite seasonal Disney thing is. If it's a festival, if it's an event, if it's a... Uh, A a food item, a souvenir, something like that. Uh, Would love to hear from you tonight. Uh, the The way that I came about this particular topic is not just because of the fact we're right in the middle of the holiday season. I mean, that's that's kind of a big reason. But you know, I I got to thinking about um, you know all the other things that Disney has because it seems like there's some sort of festival, some sort of something always going on at Disney. You know, when people think about going to Walt Disney World, it's like, oh, yes, Disney. I want to go see Mickey Mouse. I want to, you know, ride Space Mountain, do Haunted Mansion. I want to, get, I want to see the characters and eat some good food and, you know, leave the Mickey plush uh, toy or something like that. You know, going to Walt Disney World can be great. It can be wonderful for many people. It is a once in a lifetime uh, experience. I've been blessed. My family has been blessed to be able to live within driving distance of Walt Disney World, um, and and to be able to go there. You know, about once a year. Maybe not for a week long vacation. Sometimes just for a day. Sometimes just for a couple of hours every year. But you know, we have the chance to get over there to see kind of what's going on, and it's a lot of fun. Um, but. The fact of the matter is that everybody's experience when they go to Walt Disney World is going to be a little bit different um, depending on the, the ages of the people that are going, uh, depending on the types of people that are going. You know, if it's just an individual, if it's a couple celebrating something, if it's a family, if it's a larger group, um, you know, again, the ages play into that. Um, allergies and, and mobility needs and sensitivities and other all sorts of things play into how people have, you know, different kinds of experiences. Uh, at Walt Disney World. So, uh, you know, they could go for just a normal attraction and and hotel kind of experience. But, uh, you know, Disney also offers some other experiences on property uh, kind of year-round on a seasonal basis that I think people need to know about, some of which you may know about, some of which you may not. So uh, we're going to get into it, and we're going to talk about also at the end, by the way, um, we're going to look at kind of some pros and cons of these seasonal events and how, you know, they could potentially affect your trip. Um, So, I think those are kind of important if you're thinking about planning a trip really any time of the year because there's usually something going on, um, and those are good things to be aware of. So, let's get back down into it. So, again, seasonal events at Walt Disney World, the holidays, and beyond going beyond trees, tinsel, and gingerbread houses. Is it possible to? The answer, yes, absolutely. There are host of festivals and special events held throughout the year, That are great for all sorts of people from all walks of life and tonight we're going to cover the basics of a few of them if i leave your favorite out once we kind of get towards the end please let me know shout it out if you're on tonight, please wave hello. I see a lot of people popping on. Kristen, Charlie, uh, let's see who else we have here. Lindsay, Barry, Aaron, Jonathan. Uh, a lot of y'all are hopping on tonight. Would love to hear from you. Um, and if you hop on, if you have questions about something, please wave, like, share the post. That would be super helpful. So, question of the day again is: What is your favorite seasonal thing to do, see, hear, you know, taste? at Walt Disney World, at any Disney destination, Disney Cruise Line, Disneyland, anywhere around the world. First of all, let's start off tonight talking about the Epcot International Festival of the Arts. You're probably saying, why not talk about the holidays? You're in the holiday season right now. Well, I'm going to kind of talk in January and then work sort of around um, the calendar. We won't be here forever tonight. We're not going to talk about every single little thing to see, eat, or do. Again, we're just going to sort of cover some basics so if you're thinking about going a certain time of year you can be aware of you know these things may be going on uh when you go it could be something you want to check out so let's talk about these and from january to february roughly mid-january um, towards the end of february there's this little thing called the international festival of the arts um, it goes on at epcot um, most of the larger festivals go on at epcot they have the space, the flavor, um, the you know the facilities to be able to make those happen there, and the International Festival of the Arts is really a celebration of exactly what it sounds like. It's a celebration of all things you know artistic. If you want to go and experience you know different types of painting, different types of art, um, sculpting from from around the world, you know of course Disney animation will be highlighted and sort of. Different types of Disney art, but um, really, it celebrates the idea of creativity. You think about who Walt Disney himself was. You know, he got his start as an artist. You know, we talk about him as a cartoon. Really, that is an art form. It's a form of creativity. So for me, I think you know, down to the to the basic principle of why you would want to do something like this. Really, a, a festival like this comes to the core of who Disney is. It celebrates uh, creativity um at at, at its base uh in the arts and this is a place where you can uh, can again go uh, at epcot and experience a lot of different types of art that's you know set up there can be different displays that are there there are different food booths available as well this is not a food festival per se uh, but there are some kind of seasonal food items that you can get during this event that you may not be able to see or experience during other times of the year and again the epcot international festival of the arts typically runs from january to february Secondly, tonight, we're going to talk about the International Flower and Garden Festival. And this is one of my favorites of the year. Uh, Just a few minutes ago, before we started tonight, you know, I kind of posted on my newsfeed. you know, what is your favorite sort of seasonal thing at at Walt Disney World? And this is sort of the number one thing that people just sort of say over and over and over again, the International uh, Flower and Garden Festival. And here's why I think that is. Uh, It starts in March and runs through June 1st. So it's not right there during the middle of the summer heat. Um, a good portion of this particular festival is actually going on while school is still in session. Uh, so this is you know, one of those things that you can go and experience when temperatures, for Florida at least, are a little bit more mild. Uh, there's a lot to see and do, um, and there's a lot to taste and, and, and experience um, at Epcot during this particular festival. Um, back in May this year, I happened to have a chance just to visit Epcot for a few short hours while this was going on. Um, I had been there previously. Um, uh, but you know there's some there's some wonderful uh you know magnificent topiaries. There's some wonderful uh food vendors that are set up. Uh, from kind of different countries representing different flavors around the world, uh, around the world showcase lagoon. Um, there are lots of wonderful activities for children to do as well. Um, so sometimes Epcot has seen more of is this sort of adult-oriented park because of you know a lot of the food and beverage offerings that are that are present there. There's a lot for kids to do. Uh, one of my favorite things that that I got to experience is they have a really cool butterfly house. Um, that you can go and see. It's got all sorts of fun facts. got butterflies, you know, everywhere. Um, And again, there's some other really cool things to experience during the Flower and Garden Festival. Uh, The topiaries, of course, as I mentioned, are pretty awesome uh, to see. Great, great photo spots uh, for those. And then there is uh, autumn, the season of fall at Walt Disney World. So the Flower and Garden Festival runs from March to June. Um, Then there's kind of a jump all the way to August. Um, and then there's this sort of autumn fall celebration that's kind of called something a little bit different every year, um, but all throughout property from basically mid ish August until the end of November, uh, right around Thanksgiving, um, you'll see seasonal fall celebrations across property. You know, well known things like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, um, but also there's a um, kind of more of a minor sort of food uh, celebration event that goes on at Disney Springs, where you can try a lot of different seasonal offerings there at different restaurants uh, and food and beverage spots at Disney Springs. There's a lot of seasonal merchandise everywhere. There's seasonal merchandise and event merchandise for all of these things. You can remember your trips from Turbos tumblers to shirts, to cups, to, you know, to keychains, all those sorts of things. So, um, you know don't worry about that. If you like to come back with a gift for somebody, it's a just a great thing to, to kind of consider and, and think about. Um, there's lots of other autumn things as well that are present. If you like pumpkin spice, I do. you know that's kind of one of those hot topic things that people love to debate today. Are you pro pumpkin spice? Are you anti- pumpkin spice? Um, well, there's lots of different pumpkin spice offerings, again, scattered throughout property. Don't worry, they don't put it on everything. Um, there's just a handful of things, but usually there's something at every park. Um, there's a few things around Disney Springs, again, that some of the food and beverage uh, folks there will um, will produce for people that do like that. Um, next, after we kind of leave autumn, um, you're going to get into the you're going to get into, actually, this is, this is part of the sort of autumn celebration that sort of falls under that umbrella, um, is the Inter- Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. So this is why I should look more closely at my outline before I start talking. <laughs> but the Epcot, Epcot International Food and Wine Festival um, is a wonderful celebration. And this is kind of the sort of pinnacle uh, festival for people that are foodies um that you know love experiencing different types of food from around the world you know different chefs from around the world not just from each of the countries that are that are represented represented at the World Showcase Lagoon, uh, but they will also have other booths scattered around the World Showcase Lagoon uh, from many other countries, and usually they might add, say, one or two about every year. Sometimes they'll rotate some off. Sometimes they'll bring some old ones back. Um, And essentially at those, you'll have the ability to have different food samplings for you know for a moderate cost food samplings from around the world so you're not getting a whole plate of something that you may or may not like so if you're on the adventurous side maybe a little bit as far as food goes it's definitely something to go and check out um, and you're probably saying, well, you know, I may not want to drag my whole family with me or whatever. There's, You know, all the normal, you know, food and beverage places are still open uh, and, 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 you know, pending refurbishments and things, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit, um, are, are still open, still running. You know, if you have the dining plan, you can still use that. Um, there are lots of, you know, great character dinings and different things that are still going on. So you don't have to do that. So say there are people that are foodies in your family and there are some that are not epcot is still a great option for you Um, and of course you can get that park hopper ticket and hop over to the studios disney's hollywood studios via the skyliner straight from epcot um, or hop over to animal kingdom or magic kingdom Uh, so lots of great options there definitely want to check out um, the food and wine festival one kind of sidebar to the international food and wine festival um, is They have a half marathon that runs during the food and wine festival and we're going to talk about races and kind of how that impacts travel here just a little bit Um, but if you're a racer if you're a runner um, the food and wine festival is definitely something you want to check out Um, and the half marathon they have they have a half marathon series as well as a couple of other races that kind of come alongside of that if you're a less experienced runner or just kind of want to get out there uh, for the feel of it so uh, run Disney races are awesome. I do need to talk about those uh, someday. We might do that in January um, during around the time of the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend. Next on our list, of course, is the International Festival of the Holidays. So the, the sort of fall seasonal time runs from uh, August to November. Uh, the International Festival of the Holidays picks up right around Thanksgiving um, and runs all the way to December. Now, the parks, the the property themselves, so the parks, the hotels, um, Disney Springs, will start to be transformed with holiday decor right after Halloween. So in that first week of November, um, you're going to see sort of a flip, and they're going to sort of start the sort of soft rollout of a lot of the holiday programming and even some of the, the, the food offerings. But the bulk of the holiday, the sweet spot of the holiday Um, programming like the candlelight processional at Epcot, uh, like many of the other storytelling experiences that you can encounter at Epcot and even some of the other things at Disney Springs, at Magic Kingdom, at Animal Kingdom, um, and at Disney's Hollywood Studios, most of those things will not start um, until the mid to latter part of, of November. So that's one thing to consider. You can definitely still get a taste of of the holidays if you want uh, by getting there in early November. But um, something you want to consider if you're traveling there. Um, Next, we want to talk about the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. So again, we're not talking a lot about the holiday season because it's the holiday season right now. Uh, There are a couple of Travel Tips Tuesday episodes where we sort of cover the holidays at Disney in detail. If you have questions about that, though, please let me know because bookings are open all the way through the end of 2020. Now is a great time to consider booking a trip for next holiday season. Have somebody that I'm actually working with right now um, kind of going back and forth about some, some of the better options for them. Um, but it's a great time to plan in advance because usually you'll get the access to the best deals, the best pricing you know, before tickets you know, and, and hotel prices go up. You can lock those things in. If they do happen to drop or a promotion does happen to come out uh, as your agent, I'm more than happy. Actually, I get excited and a little giddy uh, when I get to save people money and prices go down. Um, so I'm happy to apply those things if they come out um, after the fact after booking. Not a problem, not a hassle at all. Um so you have the peace of mind knowing you get the best deal by booking early. So you have questions about how that works, let me know. So again, we're talking about the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend now. Uh I'm highlighting this particular weekend, I'm gonna talk about one other weekend here in a little bit, uh, for two big reasons. Okay. Um the first of which that I'm gonna get into here in just a second is traffic, and the second of which is the impact that it has on hotel stays and um and I guess this is coupled with it it's the same reason hotel stays and then uh ride wait times um you know kind of the sort of peak feel that people get when they go into the park sometimes okay so the walt disney world marathon weekend is the second weekend of january for the most part of every year Uh, my wife and i had the chance to participate in that in 2013 i have tentative plans to go back in 2021 and do that so a little over a year from now Um, if i can get back into marathon shape we'll see if that happens i hope it does um, registration usually opens for those races in April, uh, the year prior. So I've got a few months to get serious about it. Um, but this particular weekend, um, impacts the entire property. You're probably thinking, well, what does a marathon have to do? Well, uh, the marathon weekend runs the course of almost an entire week. Um, it is, it is comprised of a 5k, um, on, let's see if I get this right. A 5k on Thursday a 10K on Friday, a half marathon on Sunday, and a full marathon on, uh, no, a, a half marathon on Saturday, excuse me, and a full marathon on Sunday. And if you do all of those races together, it's this little thing called the Dopey Challenge. Um, if you do the um, half marathon and the marathon, it is called the uh, Goofy Challenge. So they have all these kind of cool things that you can do and different medals and stuff that you can get. But the biggest deal about this is this. Um, it brings up a lot of people. Okay, a lot of people, like tens of thousands of people. Not, you know, I'm not just talking about you know the cast members that are there. Um, which, if you're curious, there are around seventy thousand cast members currently property wide at Walt Disney World in the Orlando area specifically. It takes a lot of people, uh, a lot of people to keep that place running. But the the race weekend impacts traffic. Um, it impacts hotel hotel availability. Um, It impacts uh, dining reservations as well. So you do have to plan a little bit more in advance to kind of get from one place to another. Even if you're just there for a vacation and you're not doing one of the races, you need to know that this is going on during this time period so you can plan well. If you are going in this January... Okay, if you're going this January, you're going to be there over that second kind of weekend, sort of into the second week of January. Please be aware of that. Just know, um, so you can plan around it and going with in with you know realistic expectations um, will be very helpful for you. So uh, they do have special buses and shuttles just for the racers, you know, going to the races. So they're not taking up space in the regular buses, but it can take a little bit longer to get from point A to point B. Uh, when those races are going on. And, 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 they, and Disney tries to minimize the impact uh, to the rest of the guests on property as much as possible when that's going on. Uh, but it's just something to be aware of. Kind of on the tail end of that, a month later after the Walt Disney World Marathon weekend, there's this little thing called the UCA National High School Cheerleading Championship. And if you've ever flipped on ESPN in the month of February and you've seen a cheerleading championship, this is probably what you're watching. Um, It is something that is broadcast nationally on ESPN. Um, It is a really big deal. These uh, competition cheer groups have to audition or audition, you know, send in in auditions for these things to get in there. It's it's a competitive thing. Um, This is not something that they just kind of register for and sort of get in on a whim. Um, But it is a very competitive thing. It brings in cheer groups, again, from all over the country. Um, It's a pretty neat thing for folks that do that. Um, But, again, it does impact, like, similarly for the race weekend, can impact... Resort availability can impact ride times. You know, depending on when those cheer competitions are, uh, when the people are coming in, when they're leaving. Um so all sorts of things you need to be aware of, uh, potentially traffic as well. Um, so just keep those things in mind, the, the second week of January and then the second week of February. There's some other sort of seasonal times as well um, to be sensitive to. So if you're thinking about planning a trip to Disney, uh, especially Walt Disney World, please reach out to me and let me know um, because as a travel agent, one of the things that I do is I try to keep a pulse and keep you know aware Uh, A certain awareness of when these things are popping up because there are other seasonal events, you know, like the festivals we've talked about, like these two, you know, big weekends that we've talked about that exist that go on. Um, So if you're traveling and you want to make sure that, okay, am I going at a time when I'm just, you know, it's going to be a crazy house uh, or am I going at a time where I'm going to be able to relax and kick back? For some of you, you may love the thrill of the crowd. You may love the, the thrill of the chase and the race, as it were. But if sometimes you may be looking to go s- strictly for a relaxing uh, vacation. So, again, things to be aware of and things I would love to be able to help you with. And I don't charge anything extra for helping people with their planning. I just love being able to do that. That's why I do this little thing called Travel, T- Travel Tips Tuesday. So, let's get down to the more practical part of it i'm going to share with you three things to be cautious of during seasonal events we've already hit on this a little bit but also three advantages to coming during uh, one of these sort of seasons and times of the year Um, the three things to be cautious of the first thing is this are refurbishments okay Refurbishments and that's you know attractions. So attractions that may be down uh, due to the season. A lot of times, some of the water-based attractions like Space Mountain, like Collie River Rapids, or not not Space Mountain, like Splash Mountain at Magic Kingdom and Collie River Rapids over at Animal Kingdom. A lot of times, those those rides will go down in the colder months. Um, so those, those attractions can be refurbished, touched up. And worked on. Um, there's some other ones that will occasionally go down throughout the year. Um, Test track, I believe at Epcot right now, either is about to or already is going through a refurbishment. Um, there's some other ones, a lot of Epcot is actually going through a giant refurbishment um you know they're building new buildings new attractions uh there are new attractions popping up everywhere and you need to know about those things because those things could impact the the rhythm of your trip they could impact you know what you go see and what you go do and what you're able to experience sometimes ride attractions will go down unexpectedly even if you have a fast pass form um disney tries to take care of their guests as much as possible uh, when those things do happen uh, when the unexpected occurs and they have to pull down a You know, shut down an attraction, either either if it's for safety reasons or other logistical reasons that we may or may not be aware of. Um, And, you know, so Disney's not going to leave you high and dry. They're going to try and take care of you. And case in point, back in May, um, we as a family had a fast pass for Pirates of the Caribbean at Magic Kingdom. And the fast pass kind of disappeared as we walked by the attraction and there were cast members standing out front. Uh, basically telling people that the attraction was down, they were not sure when it was going to be back up and running. And because we had a Fast Pass during that time period, um, something happened on to our app, on our My Disney Experience app, where um, that Fast Pass basically transformed into Fast Pass, where we could book anything except for like a couple of different attractions. I think, um, you know, basically, you know, any of them at that particular park until park closed that day. Uh, which we did and you know we had a lot of fun and it didn't ruin our trip so again kind of staying with the rhythm you know knowing the tools that Disney has out there in front of you can help you avoid catastrophe when things like that happen. being aware of the attractions that may be down um, during the time that you're going so you can plan well and plan intentionally and that's one of the things that I try to help you with. Um, the second thing is this already talked about this is traffic um, planning enough time to get from point A to point B. Disney's rule of thumb is if you're staying, you know, if you're staying on property or say if you're in at one park and you need to get to another park uh, for a reservation, for example, if you're at your hotel, you're staying at, I don't know, Pop Century or uh, All, one of the All Stars or something like that, or even if it's a deluxe like the Grand Floridian, and you're trying to get from one place to another, they want you to plan at, at minimum about a 90 minute window, okay, about a 90 minute window to get from one place to another because of, of traffic patterns of the, the potential for you know, something to happen between point A and point B. You know, that should give you enough time. If you are going to be late, you can call Disney Dining, give them a heads up, let them know. You know. A lot of times they can flex your reservation if you're just going to be um, a, a little bit late. So there's usually a little pad sort of built into Disney's uh, logistics on their end as guests come in and sign in for the reservations um, to help you out with that. Uh, if the unexpected does occur. So give yourself plenty of time to get from point A to point B. Don't, you know, if, if you're, say, spending the first part of your day at Magic Kingdom, but you want to have lunch at Epcot, you know the monorail sort of runs between the two, but, you know, don't forget about that middle we'll stop at the Transportation Ticket Center because you have to get off one monorail and then basically transfer to another one and then get off and then walk to your reservation if that's what you're doing. So um, you got to think about walking time, transportation time, all those things. You don't want to be rushed, right? You want to plan every single second out to the the detail where you're filling it with something. Plan downtime, plan flex time, right? Have a good time, relax. Don't go and just overwhelm yourself and miss out on your reason for experiencing that trip in the first place, okay? Um, The third thing is this. So again, we're talking about right now three things to be cautious of during seasonal events. First thing, refurbishments for attractions, um, and also even hotels, uh, sometimes pools go into refurbishments, um, traffic to be aware of, and then also special options that you may not have um, other times of the year. So um, this is not really something to be cautious of, more of something to kind of be aware of that could be an opportunity for you. But sometimes, these, and the reason why I put this as a thing to be cautious of, sometimes these special options can impact your schedule. Um, Case in point, again, so when some of these special parties happen at Magic Kingdom, like uh, the Very Merry Christmas Party um, and Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, when those two things primarily occur, that will cause the park to close early on those particular days, which means that the guests going to those parks may not be able to see the nighttime spectaculars unless they have a separate ticket to those private events. So that could impact park hours. So you need to be cautious of those things when you're planning your fast passes, when you're planning your dining reservations, when you're planning which parks you know, you're going to do on what days. You know, that could even impact the type of park ticket you have. So say you do want to spend the first part of the day at Magic Kingdom on one of those party days if you're going during the holidays or you know, sometime in the fall when the Halloween party is going, going on at Magic Kingdom. Maybe you still want to stay in the parks, but you know you've got to leave Magic Kingdom early. Get your park hopper ticket and hop over to Epcot, hop over to Animal Kingdom, hop over to Hollywood Studios. They'll be open a little bit longer. and You can enjoy those and see the, the fireworks shows, the nighttime spectacular there. There's a lot to see and a lot to do. So being aware of those seasonal celebrations and how that impacts the sort of regular rhythm um, of, of the resort uh, can be hugely helpful uh, moving forward. So now we're going to turn to three advantages to coming during one of these seasons. So uh, we kind of talked about three sort of negative things. We're going to talk about three advantages, so positive things, to coming during one of these seasons. The first thing is this, the special offerings, all the wonderful special things that they have that they don't have any other time of the year. I love the Christmas decorations. I love the fall decorations. I love the, the topiaries and flowers during the Flower and Garden Festival. All the wonderful you know food and beverage options that they have. They're so great. It brings a sort of different flair, this feeling of freshness. Uh, throughout the year and I think Disney's really smart to do that because you know and this is one of our other points that we're going to get into we'll just call this point number two uh, as they do that you get to see a different side of the magic you get to see something maybe that's familiar to you if it's an attraction if it's a particular place on property it may look a little bit different so it'll give you a different side a different feeling a different memory to go back to um, as you think back on these awesome experiences that you have um, it's a great way to have a different experience than a familiar place. If you're a Disney veteran and you've been to Walt Disney World a me- million times during the holidays and, and it's sort of predictable, you check all the things off your list, right? You go visit all the gingerbread houses that are set up in some of the hotels. You go see all the big trees. You, know, you go to Candlelight Processional at Epcot. You go see you know, Santa somewhere. You go to the tree trail at Disney Springs. You check all these things off your list, but you're like, you know what? I go the same time every year. I want to do something different. You know, going to go during the summer. If it's a different place during the summer. It's a lot of fun. People think about the summer. They think about, you know, kids being out of school. And they think about it being crazy busy. Well, sometimes the summer can actually be a pretty relaxing place to go. If, if you don't mind the heat. And, and you're heat tolerant and you do okay with that. Uh, because occasionally the crowds will get low enough uh, because of that. The heat can keep people away uh, sometimes. So it's one thing to think about. If you're young, you're tough, uh, get out there. Have a good time uh, during the middle of summer. You'll have a great trip. For sure. So again, going in a different season of the year can allow you to see a different side of the magic. can allow you to experience things that otherwise you may not get to see, you may not get to experience. The third thing is this. And this particular one, and I want to be very uh, frank, very upfront about this one, is dependent, is conditional on a few things, okay? Low attraction wait times. So during some of these seasonal celebrations that we have, uh, some of them have low attraction wait times. That is primarily for those specific ticketed events that I've already mentioned, like Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, uh, like Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party, um, even some of the after-hours events uh, that are seasonal as well. So after-hour parties after the regular park hour closes, um, they will you know the parks will remain open for again different ticketed events and these are not like the parties that i mentioned earlier they're a little bit different um, because they're not necessarily specifically seasonal though they do tend to pop up um, in some of the kind of more odd seasons of the year Um, they can help you see some of the attractions and experience some of the attractions and different even food offerings that are there in a little bit different way and can be helpful for you um, if you're looking to experience something a little bit different Um, So to kind of give you a picture of how, you know, these three things could be to your advantage, if you're in Central Florida already and you're hanging out maybe over on Cape Canaveral at the the Space Center or you've come in to Port Canaveral on a cruise and you're trying to think of something maybe that you want to do in the area, you don't want to go straight home, you could hop over to Disney World and do one of the after hours parties, depending on the time of the year and the kind of party that they have offered. You could you know, go to one of the the, the Halloween parties or the, or the Christmas parties that they have offered if it's during that time of the year. So basically you're gonna pay what's close to the price of a full day park admission ticket, um, but at the same time, you're gonna get um, a much more condensed, very quality experience as well. You're gonna get to see things that not everybody gets to see you're going to get to wait in line for attractions with typically a little bit lower wait times. Key thing for a lot of these special events that they have with the special ticketed events, uh, like the Christmas parties, the Halloween parties, the after-hour events, uh, nine times out of ten, they do not have Fast Passes for the Fast Pass available attractions. It's not just because they, you know, they're you they all out, they're gone. Uh, it's because they typically are not offered during these times. So that drops the standby wait time down a little bit. Because of that, they're able to get more people through the queues a little bit more efficiently um, because the fast pass uh, lines are essentially closed or not operating. So one thing to be aware of there uh, when you're planning. So lots of different things to consider uh, based on the time of year and the season that you want to go. You know, again, a popular question that I get is, you know, what's what's a non-peak season? What's the best season of, of the year for me to go when it's not too busy? Um, well, the way that Disney's been going is, you know, again, they're the number one tourist destination in the world for a reason. So they constantly have an ebb and flow throughout the year. Um, there's, there's this different sort of offering throughout the year. There's always something going on, drawing people in. Are there really busy times of the year? Yeah. But generally speaking, Disney is never just blank of people right uh unless there's a hurricane coming which doesn't happen a lot (laughs) but even then the hotels are typically booked up the parks may not be too busy um if they're still running usually they are because they rarely close during hurricanes so uh there's that anyway uh i could go on talking for a little while tonight but i want to go ahead and close it up if you do have any particular questions please let me know what they are uh please reach out to me via social media uh right here on facebook uh send me a message um if you like, to my personal page here that I'm broadcasting on or also uh, on my Travel Nation uh, travel agent page, which I've left a link for that uh, in the description. Uh, I would love for you, love, love, love for you to leave a rating on Apple Podcast. If you listen on Apple Podcast, um, that helps me get in front of a few more people. Again, this is not sponsored um, in any way except for I'm just kind of doing this to, to help people out. Yes, I am a Travelmation uh, travel agent, so I'm a travel agent that specializes in Disney destinations and beyond. So if you have any cruise needs, all inclusive needs, land tours, or anything of that sort, uh, I would love to be able to work with you. So thank you again for joining me for Travel Tips Tuesday. It truly is my pleasure to be able to do this week in and week out. I hope you have a great holiday season, and we'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.